uh, let's kind of jump into it. Last we talked, uh, you were talking about kind of going full time with your photography business. Um, I think you had sort of a a salary goal or kind of revenue goal in mind, and um, you're kind of mainly aimed at going into wedding photography. Is that right so far? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, let's kind of dive into it. Maybe we can, um, yeah, maybe we can kind of figure out uh, over the phone kind of a, a goal or kind of figure out, um, maybe fine tune that goal, and then we can start to figure out uh, what are your next steps. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, um, let's, you know, let's talk business goals, let's talk revenue goals uh, for the business. What is, you know, what is a perfect home run look like? in this business? Uh, what's a perfect year one? What's a perfect year two look look like? Right. Okay. So thinking about this, I'm not exactly sure how to define when year one would begin because in what I want to consider year one when I decide to try to make this a full-time thing or would year one be when I'm making enough money for it to be my full-time thing. Maybe we should add some context. So you are, you're working full-time right now at a job and the idea is to kind of uh, branch out from that and, and be full-time with your photography business, right? Okay. All right. Um, well, I guess maybe we could talk the a revenue goal. Uh, we could figure out like, uh, money wise, what is it going to take? I think that's, that's, I mean, cause that question is always different for people. Like, what is it going to take to go full time? I mean, if someone is, everyone's life scenario is different, whether it is a, I just need this much to pay the rent or, or when people are in other scenarios, like, Oh, my husband or my wife has a job. So they're making enough money to kind of cover me enough to go full time. What does that kind of look like and and what do you kind of feel comfortable with? Yeah, so I feel comfortable with $30,000 being a great starting point for a year one profit or um, maybe not even maybe not a profit, but just um, like that much money coming in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 30,000 in revenue um, and is this your, you know, maybe give a little context. How much have you been doing photography leading up to this? Is this something totally new? Do you have you have a couple years under your belt that you've been leading up to this? Uh, give me a little context. So I've been doing photography work um, for pay for probably about like four years on and off. Um, I started do, I never considered doing wedding photography until in college. I had a friend who asked me to photograph her wedding and I did that. And then that kind of got me into seeing that, oh, this is actually like a, um, a job that a lot of people have and are doing successfully and enjoy. So I, I kind of like looked into that more and, um, pursued just getting more, portrait sessions, um, regardless of like what those really were. So if anyone really wanted photos for any type of event or like to have a memory of something like a graduation or like even a family birthday party, um, or just like taking pictures for fun with friends, like I would 
make sure to do that um, just because I enjoyed it and I thought it was fun to learn how to um, take pictures in like a lot of different settings. Um, so I had opportunities to do that in college and then in my first job outside of college, I was working as a video editor for a church here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, so I was able to learn a lot of hands-on skills with just like camera settings and um, interacting with people and just get a, get a feel for like what it is that I actually enjoy about making art and what I want that to look like for my job, what parts of that I want to keep just as like a, a personal thing that I do for fun that brings me joy um, and, and what parts of that I'm willing to go into to make money. So um, I recently this year quit my full-time job, my salaried job, and was planning on up and moving and then ended up not doing that. So now I'm kind of piecemealing together a bunch of freelance stuff to get some money. I'm, I'm moved back in with my parents. So I have a lot of flexibility as far as my schedule, um, which has been really nice. But right now I'm trying to book as many weddings as possible because that's what I've ultimately decided to focus my photography business in. Um, is weddings. So I've narrowed that down, which has been helpful to not have like as much sideways energy um, as far as like, oh, well, do I want to do portraits or like telling people like I do this whole gamut of things. So narrowing it down to wedding photography has been really helpful. And I've gotten more um, requests and interest for information. And I've had, I haven't had a lot of bookings, but I've had three bookings this week, which is the most I've had in any week. So they're just small steps that have been really encouraging. Um, but yeah, really I'm, that's the place I'm in now is I've picked a focus and I'm beginning to, represent myself with that focus this is all great so given a little bit of a maybe it helps me to get sort of like a business status update or kind of like state of the current business now um it, leading up to this you've been doing freelance gigs you've been the video editor job um has and you want to focus on weddings uh how many weddings have you Say, how many did you do last year? How many are, have you done this year? Um, and then maybe we can start to, start to kind of break that down and how we can map it to hit that $30,000 revenue goal. Right. Okay. So last year I shot two weddings. And this year I have shot – so far I've shot two. And I have one booked for September. Um. So it only being, I guess some, some people might still book in the fall. Like the one I had booked in September, I booked yesterday because people's wedding plans are changing so much with the social distancing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, it, it might end up being more than three this year, but right now we can just like say that it's three, um, for sure. Um, and then I have two booked for next year so far as of now. Okay. Cause when I'm, all right, so now I'm trying to do like math on my head with 
you know, because with thirty thousand dollars, that that is that's probably good enough. But that, I feel like that could be just a, a really good baseline. It almost feels like I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, how much are you charging per wedding, or how much would you like to be charging per wedding? Um, because because when I see that, I see thirty thousand. Is that you know that could be fifteen two thousand dollar weddings, or it could be you know ten three thousand dollar weddings, and that's ten weekends out of the year, which leaves you a lot of open room, a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of room on the calendar. Um, is there a uh, yeah? Maybe we'll just start with one question at a time. Um. How much were the 2019 and these 2020 weddings? How much were you charging for these? And then we'll kind of move into like, what would you like to be charging per wedding? So it, it jumped around quite a bit. So the first wedding I ever shot, um, that was in 2018. So I only shot one that year. And that was the one that my friend requested me to do. So I charged her 800 for that one. Um, and then the two that I shot, Last year, what one was eighteen hundred, and the way that I priced that was, I said, if you book me for a wedding and an engagement session, I'll do the wedding for fifteen hundred, and then an engagement session I would normally charge five hundred, but I'll give it to you for three hundred since you booked me for both. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wrapped it up like that. And then, so I booked one of those and then I booked another one last year that was for 2,500 because I wanted to see if I could raise my price at all. So I ended up charging that doing the same combo of book me for an engagement session and your wedding and I'll give it to you for the 2,500. Um, and then once I decided to make this my full-time thing, I was kind of asking around and talking to some other people in like the photography wedding community. Um, and someone gave me advice that to even just to bump my prices down, maybe just a little bit to where I had started. Um, and they weren't suggesting that I do that, but they were kind of like saying that this is what they had done and this is the experience they had had. And I thought it was interesting because they said that they did that because they had a client who was not willing to pay the amount that they were charging um, when they first started out because they they were like, I, I just don't think that your experience and your images are reflective of this price. So I just really wanted to make sure that what I was charging people was aligned with the not only like the, the skill and the artistry of the photos I'm providing, but also the business experience that I'm providing. So I want to make sure that like I come off as being professional and that I'm organized and actually operating like a independent freelancer and, and like I have my stuff together, if that makes sense. Okay. So I lowered my prices back down to the 1500 for a wedding, 1800 for the engagement session and wedding package. And then I offer for um, couples to have like a, a third day where they get back into their wedding attire and then we shoot on a different location that's not at the venue. So something that's more like casual, like the mountains or the beach or something, mm -hmm. something more fun. Um, and that would mainly be just like another portrait session. 
but I haven't had anyone interested in that yet. So the two that I shot already this year, one of them was, so I had booked that one for 1800 or no, sorry, 1500. But then because of the COVID situation, it only ended up being like a three hour thing where it was like a really small ceremony Everybody stayed in their cars, watched them get married, and then we took bridal photo or couple photos afterwards. So I ended up only charging them seven hundred for that because it was like half the time that I was originally booked for. So I just charged them for half. And then I did another one for someone just this past week and they only booked me for I just did the same thing because their their wedding like got cut in half time wise too, mm-hmm. um, and then the one that I booked in September, I booked that one for fifteen hundred. When you're saying the wedding got cut in half, like the the hours at the venue they have available, or your hours are cut in half. To... Oh, sorry, yeah. So they couldn't have their wedding at the venue that they originally booked because of the coronavirus. So they relocated their wedding ceremony to their backyard. Mm -hmm. So because it was such a smaller ceremony and the guest number was smaller, they only needed me there for three hours as opposed to like the six hours of the whole night that would have taken place at the venue. I'm writing all these numbers down. So the 2019, uh, so in the very beginning you were at 800 and you added a thousand to the 2019 you were kind of at 1800 um, And then you, in 2020, were able to sell a $2,500 project, and that, and that was a wedding plus engagement. So that's kind of two full days or, a day, you know, we call it like a day and a half of work, of shooting. Um, and then after you booked that, you went down in price to $1,500. Um, in between that time that you were, you know, you had that conversation with a fellow photographer, were you just seeing, or were you seeing too many uh, deals come in and, and get lost? Or um, in that meantime, were you not seeing enough leads come in? Um, and then I'm going to ask you about uh, with your pricing, like how you maybe give me a little insight into your into your sales process. But tell me about the time in between you went from twenty five hundred to fifteen hundred. Um, the ones that I booked, the twenty five hundred and the ones before, they were all with people that I knew. So I felt like I wasn't actually like pushing like I am a wedding photographer. Like I wasn't marketing myself as that uh-huh. until like that in-between point that you're talking about, like after the 2,500 booking. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I went back down. Cause I was like, well, now I'm actually like kind of going after this, like full speed. Whereas before I was just kind of like testing the waters, if that makes sense. Um, so I didn't get any bookings in between that 2,500 and, and, bef- uh, in between lowering my price again. Um, but I also wasn't trying to. So um, once I decided like, oh, this is actually something that I'd much rather work on building to make my full-time thing, that's when I lowered my price again. Maybe we'll back up a little bit. Tell me about your 
yeah, I don't know if you've ever thought about this. Tell me about your ideal client. Like, what does that look like? Um, if it's a, you know, a wedding couple, what are they like? What is their budget range? Uh, tell me a little bit about that ideal client. What is, you know, or, and then even you can go into like perfect scenario. What does a, a perfect project look like with a perfect client? Yeah. So I would explain my perfect client as someone, I don't, I'm open to, so I guess there's like two, two things I'm thinking. About. So one is, um, if a client is having a wedding ceremony and reception at a venue, I would want it to be at a venue that is more modern and more on the side, probably of like a wedding budget. That's like 30,000, like, 20 to 30,000 to start. Um, and that's just because I've noticed in the few that I've done that a wedding budget below that, at least at the venues that I've personally been at, they're not, they, what I'm photographing isn't helping my pictures be any better because the items I have to work with in that space themselves are not always very like nice to look at so or they don't fit my aesthetic of like warmer tones Mm -hmm. and more of like an organic minimalist look that i like so well tell me about the client what are they like do they uh are they rich people are they middle class people are they just out of college give me we can start almost just like they're like kind of give me some like demographic very uh almost like police description of these of these people yeah um, so I like, I would work with anyone, obviously, but the people that I feel like relate most to what I'm marketing or the people that seem to be most interested in what I'm marketing are people who are recently out of college, are middle class or upper middle class. Um, I only really interact with the bride who's booking things like I don't ever talk to the groom or I haven't so far. Mm -hmm. Um, or at least they're not the one that reaches out to me. Um, so most of them are women who are somewhat near their graduation or after their college graduation, um, like late twenties or like mid twenties. Um, and most of them are like, like a, like 22, like, like I think you graduate college at like 22 years old. Um, so like 22 to 25 or more like 25 to 29. Like 22, yeah, 20, 22 to 25 probably. Okay. I forget where I was going with that. No, you're good. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll back you up. So you got, it's, you're mostly talking to the bride, which is pretty, sounds pretty typical. They're just out of college. Um, Let's talk about their. Let's talk about them now in the context of being engaged in, in planning this wedding. Um, are they a budget wedding? Are they going out and hiring a planner? Um, do they have the budget to hire a planner? Are they looking at, you know, in Virginia, there's all these like wedding vin or you know wedding venues that are vineyards, or are they looking at like. Uh, somewhere like downtown Richmond or like maybe you can even give me some like geography like they kind of live in this area 
Um, but for, for let's, let's wrap it in the context of them planning a wedding, you know, when they reach out to you, uh, is it, are they reaching out to you? Is the wedding planner reaching out to you? Right. Okay. So the, when they reach out to me, it's them who's reaching out to me. And sometimes like the one, the wedding that I did, um, the two weddings I did this past year after the bride had booked everything with me, then my contacts moved to the wedding planner and that's who I communicated with. Um, so they have a wedding planner, but she's not the one or he, he or she would not be the one that is initially reaching out to me. Um, especially if they also want to book their engagement photos with me. So that's who's reaching out. And then most of them live in, uh, or either live there or are having their wedding ceremony in like the Charlottesville um, or Richmond, Harrisonburg, like those types of areas, more Harrison or more Charlottesville than towards Harrisonburg. So like Gordonsville, Charlottesville, Culpeper, Orange. um, Okay. And then Richmond. And then, I had some interest coming from DC area. So some DC, but if if you had to pick one, it would be like I do Charlottesville weddings. Yeah, Charlottesville and Richmond. I would say I'd say those are pretty okay. cool. That would be fitting for me. Now they live in Charlottesville, or and they live in the area, uh, or they just happen to go to. You know, there's tons of colleges there. They happen to go to that college, or they happen to, you know, maybe we can go to like family structure and like. Uh, are they out of town people? Like if, when I hear like a, a DC wedding or when I hear like, uh, a DC couple is having a wedding in Charlottesville, you know, they don't, maybe their family's from Baltimore. Maybe their family is from DC, but they want to go to the kind of nature backdrop of Charlottesville. Um, maybe, maybe give me some insight on that or like, or what you think they would be. Yeah. I would say most of the interest that I've gotten so far has, stemmed through people that I went to college with. So I went to college at the University of Virginia, which is in Charlottesville. So a lot of people who I've received interest from, they're getting married in Charlottesville or the surrounding area because they also went to school there. So they either like met their significant other at UVA or they just want to get married there because they like the area. Um, And then I have the other interest I've received from people who live in Richmond and want to get married either in the Charlottesville area, similar to what you said, because of the nature backdrop. Um, So I've, I've received both of those. Uh, I've done a couple weddings in Charlottesville and, um, you know, there are some big places there. There are some big venues. Uh, you know, I've been on, I've been at, I've been to a hundred thousand dollar wedding parties, you know, it just like, um, so when you, so when you talk about a 20 to $30,000 wedding budget, um, it, I think, I think it's good that we're talking about that, that cause that is going to exclude those super high end, you know, Trump winery, all those kind of big mega, you know, vineyard locations there that, um, a lot of times they're, you know, maybe their minimum is $20,000 to even just book or, or their minimum is 30,000. And, um, 
these huge, you know, these really, really, really big weddings that happen out there. So that's that's a good idea to kind of like, um, we're not aiming for that, or and that's okay. That we're kind of like we don't aim at the high end luxury weddings where the wedding planner takes over everything and they're giving you a call and screening you and, um, you know, because there it, it could get into those politics where you're like you're trying instead of you trying to sell directly to the wedding couple that you are now trying to network with venues or you're trying to network with wedding planners to get on their preferred list i don't even know honestly if that's something that's beneficial like i just haven't um experienced that so far so it's not like i'm opposed to doing that Uh um i just feel like maybe that's not the first best step for me i think we've got a pretty good idea of an of your ideal client they're kind of you know their taste i would call it modern it's it's um their wedding budget is around twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Recently out of college, probably UVA, um, and you're mainly talking with women who are recently engaged, uh, age twenty two to twenty five. Um, they have a wedding planner, but it maybe isn't a wedding planner. Maybe it's more like a wedding coordinator, just or a day of coordinator. Um, and these are going to typically be located in Charlottesville. Let's call it like you know. Charlottesville, 35% Richmond, and then what's my math? 30%, you know, elsewhere, D.C., Harrisonburg, um, around around the state of Virginia. Yes. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's break this down now because I think we're getting we're getting a pretty good sense of this. If you did, let me get my calculator out now. If you did a let's see, thirty thousand dollar. If your target was thirty thousand dollars, you would need to do. Twelve twenty five hundred dollar weddings. So that, that just kind of gives you a sense that it's like, you know, there's, and uh, in in Virginia, that though I think the wedding season is pretty long. I don't think there's a, you know, it's not like somewhere in Texas or somewhere in Boston where there's a, a very long winter season or a long summer season where it's like you know too hot or too cold to have a wedding. Twelve weddings seems pretty doable, and then it's like now it's trying to figure out how you you know, how you see yourself, because, you know, I'm looking at your work here on Instagram and I think you could be charging four to $5,000 for a wedding, if not more. I mean, really? Uh, when I hear that you're charging $1,500 for a wedding, there's, I, th- I think we all get kind of like really self-conscious of our own work or we like, we're kind of judging it from the eyes of a photographer and we, and we sometimes forget that we're, uh, maybe need to judge it from the eyes of the client. Like, um, you know, a a luxury photographer who is working at those hundred thousand dollar weddings, they may be charging ten thousand or more, and it kind of like fits within that budget. But if you're, you know, if you're looking at a thirty thousand dollar wedding budget, and they've got, you know, I don't, I don't, I think anywhere between twenty five hundred and five thousand is, I think is totally appropriate. If not. Uh, twenty five hundred might be on the low end, if not in like a starting option or option one. So, I'm curious now about your, and maybe you don't have this fleshed out, and that's fine. Um, I'm curious about your sales process, and then how you kind of put your packages together, um, or if you even have packages, or like when you, you know, give me the kind of scenario when you presented the, um. When you presented the twenty five hundred dollars, or when you presented the fifteen hundred dollar wedding, uh, tell me about that. Tell me how you're kind of presenting that, how you're sending that information out to the brides. Yeah. So, 
usually, so what I do now is I used to have my packages listed on my website, but I recently took that down and just have a contact form on my website. So I get submissions through that. And I also, at the beginning of the year, bought a just like basic, the least expensive ad I could get for the knot slash wedding wire. And so I receive inquiries from that, but I haven't received any bookings through that platform yet. Mm -hmm. And I have not found it to be very helpful. Um, so I, I'm just going to keep, I, ha- I committed to a year, so I have to do finish out the year. So after that, I'm just going to move away from that and not do, um, the paid ad that I'm currently doing. But as far as the contact form goes, I ask what date is your wedding slash engagement? And then I ask, is, is it a wedding or an engagement? Um, where will it be taking place? And then I get their contact information and just give them a space to list any details that they think that I might find useful. And then so I get that in an email and then I reach back out to them and I, you know, thank you, thank them for contacting me. And then I'll most of the time they ask for like pricing details. So I'll send them just an email that's thanking them and suggesting that we get on a phone call to talk more details about their wedding day. And then within that email, I'll lay out my pricing for the $1,500 wedding and the $500 engagement shoot in the $1,800 package. And then I list what the travel fees would be based on where they said the venue would be and how long it would take me to get there and all that. Um, and then I, that's, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I, I don't have like a good package system, but and maybe that's not even a good one. So that's like the only package that I really like list out. And then I say like, we can shoot on another day at a different location while you are still like, we, we get back in like our suit and wedding dress. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've, I think that I need to package those maybe a little bit differently or the way I explain it to people could be better than just in an email, maybe like have some type of PDF that I send people. But yeah, that that's what I do right now. So it's only one package or it's like, it's just a, if I just want a wedding, no engagement, it's just, this is uh, all day coverage for $1,500. Yes. Okay. And with the $1,500, um, what do I get with that? So I say that I cover your wedding from start to finish. So getting ready through the send off, whatever your wedding timeline looks like, um, which is normally like six to eight hours. And then um, they'll get a online album with all the digital images that I edit. And that that is all. Okay. And, And no prints. No prints. Okay. They can. I I have a system so they can order them separately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm using the PickTime platform. So like the store is built into it, so that it just kind of like puts it right in front of their face. Like here, are all the product options you can buy. Um, and if they do it on that pl- platform, I get a percentage of that 
um, money that they put towards that. Um, and I also, if they suggest products or prints, then I offer that I can do that for them if they'd rather me just do it and not do it through a website. Okay. What do you know the the pick time percentage that you get off the top of your head? Um, no, I don't. It's different for each product, I believe. Okay, but if they just wanted like a, I don't know, four by six or eight by ten print, they it, does pick time take the mo- majority of that percentage, and you get, uh, not the majority, <laughs> the minority of it. Yes. Okay. If they, for example, just took the digital images themselves, downloaded it as a JPEG. And they go get it printed themselves. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. Right. Okay. Just, no. All right. So with, and so all day coverage, digital images, no prints, the option to print um, with now, is this being, you're, you're just listing this out as an email or you're saying this verbally over the phone? Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. Cause like when you tell me what I get, there there's that aspect but then like uh what you know there's what i get and there's what i actually see on the page so tell tell, what's the what's the difference between that when you say start to finish coverage are you saying something like that all day coverage or are you saying six to eight hours coverage um i say in my in my email I say all day coverage. Okay. And then uh, and then you're not offering or promising any kind of – and the digital prints, that's the same thing. You're just saying um, you get all the prints or you're saying up to or over 300 prints. You know, the, there's some photographers that say, you know, I'll deliver uh, some packages. They're like, I do – this package is six hours and you get 200 images and then package B is – eight hours of coverage and 300 images. Are you breaking it down like that? Or at this point, point you're just saying all day coverage and digital prints. I'm saying all day coverage and digital prints. And then if someone asks me about how many prints that is, I will tell them that's about 350. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, and, and is, I mean, have you thought about doing, additional packages or like or at this point you're just like i i just need to offer just one package and just see if it sells and then um and then go from there yeah that was kind of my mindset um was just try to book as many things as possible just to get my name out there and make some connections so that's one another reason why i decided to lower the price again um but I I would definitely like to move in the direction of offering more packages um, just because one, I think that's just like better as a client. That's what I would want because I would, I like to have at least a few options of things that I can choose from. Um, And I think it also just looks like from on my end of things, it looks like I have a little bit more to offer when I have more than one package. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I'll be I'll be nitpicky about this. When you talked about the one client that wanted to cut you in half and say, "Hey, can you do this for seven hundred dollars?" Um, was the original agreement to do all day coverage? Yes. So that so, you know, like all day coverage doesn't necessarily mean eight hours. And then you cut it in half to four hours. All day coverage could just mean that's 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 I don't know if that's me being snarky or being like I'm not trying to be snarky, but it's like if the guy's like you know, 
well, you, I'm, well, I'm paying you for half the time, so I'm going to pay you half. And it's like, no, I said, I'm doing all day coverage. So, you know, that's what, that was our promise. Just, it, just how, it doesn't matter how long you have at the venue or at your backyard, or if the wedding get list is cut in half, I'm still a photographer showing up all day long. I can't do any other projects that day. So it's, you know, the price has, price hasn't changed. Yeah, that's true. That's probably also something that I just need to be better about because in my mind, I, I'm more of someone who's kind of thinking like, oh, it would be almost, it, it wouldn't be as like nice of me to do that. And I don't always consider, like you just said, like I'm not doing any other projects that day. So regardless of the time commitment, like their project in general is taking up my whole day whether I'm there the whole time or not. So that's something that I just need to be better about um, and not kind of like be as generous in that respect. It's kind of like if you were to, the, the two really good mindsets to think about this is like if your, if your baby sister were to get hired for a wedding and you heard that the client was going to, you know, cut her in half and, but still make her show up all day long and shoot, you know, how would you feel about that? Or if you had to negotiate on, on behalf of your, your baby sister, you know, what would you tell the client? Um, another way to look at it is let's say you couldn't show up for that wedding and you had to hire somebody and you, you know, you call your buddy and say, Hey, uh, I need you to shoot this wedding for me. And he says, well, I'm going to charge you a full day rate because it's all day long. I don't, you know, it's four hours is sure four hours, maybe half a day technically, but I still got to drive up there an hour. I got to drive back an hour and I got to give you the footage for an hour uh, or the, or the, the prints for an hour. Um, so it's like, you know, how much would you pay them? Would you, would you cut their rate in half? Would you try to negotiate their rate in half? Um, so that may be something to think about. I mean, have with the, when a client is trying to, you know, negotiate with you uh give me a little bit of that how is that how does that go down have you been you know are these because you said these packages this this fifteen hundred dollar package that you're listing this is just over email and phone call there's no like printed document or proposal or or web page that they go to to see this Right. So within the past like two weeks, I got a subscription to HoneyBook. So I've be I began using that, which is nice because it, you can keep like your invoice and your contracts all in one place. Mm -hmm. So I started using the contracts on there. So it isn't a written document. And before that, I had just emailed people a contract to sign. Um, but that was really just disorganized so i like having the honeybook thing that has like i like how organized that platform is to where i can see everything in one place and the client can see everything in one place and nothing is like lost in getting sent back and forth in an email let's talk now because we're, we're making some pretty good progress we've talked now about your ideal client we talked about revenue goals we talked about uh pricing models and um Maybe some, maybe my last final thoughts on the, the pricing before we move on is um, 
this kind of idea that um that humans are really we're like we're really bad at seeing things kind of stand alone and like it's hard for us to kind of compare things um like if you were to you know if i were to draw a a picture of you know a rock in a book and hand you the book and say this is you know how big do you think this rock is you wouldn't exactly be able to like well i don't really know it i'm i don't know what to compare it to i don't really know if it's a small rock or a big rock and price and prices can be like that a little bit too like um when you just say 1500 there's not really anything to go off that or it's like you know 1500 in comparison to what and um and it's kind of uh what i would say is to kind of think about maybe stealing from i mean wedding wedding photography is is already riddled with this the kind of like the package tiers the package a b c package 1 2 3 that uh if you're able to add a higher price or add a lower price package um, that the client has a better sense to compare and they kind of feel like they're in control or feel like they're able to kind of shop and compare with you on the value that they're going to get from you. Um, And I've even told people, you know, just, you know, in like the, if you're sending a proposal, like there's your, there's the target number that you want to sell at. Uh, and then take an anchor number and just anchor it really high. So if you were, if you had a $1,500 wedding package, uh, go out and create a $7,500 wedding package and just like, you know, really jack it up, really spice it up, make it like, you know, actually make it worth $7,500 for them. Um, but now they have something to compare it to. And now, and now they see, what they're not getting when they buy the $1,500 option. You know, it almost, almost kind of create that like FOMO, um, not to say like make it painful for them, but, but like, you know, they're kind of, you know, you know, like I'm sure you saw it on HoneyBook when you signed up, you saw there's like different pricing packages. You could be the, the little freebie basic plan, or you can do it up to enterprise and you're seeing all the things you miss. And maybe some features aren't relevant to you, and some of it's not in your budget and kind of, you know, the same way you buy software, the same way you buy, um, buy those kinds of things. It's like, maybe that's how you should buy services, uh, for weddings. Maybe that's how they're, they're able to kind of compare and, um, give the, not, I won't say it's, it's kind of the illusion of choice. Like you, like you're, you're forcing them into that middle option, that, that package B or, or in this case, it could be the 1500 or, um, or maybe the $1,500 price option goes to the bottom tier and you start to work on getting that $2,500 or $3,000 target and then add in some kind of something kind of add, throw the anchor up really high to kind of shift the conversation so that they can't get that big number out of their head. And, and then you're like, wow, okay, $1,500 looks like a great deal. Right, right, yeah, kind of like contextualize things a little bit for them. Yeah, so, all right, let's move on now to, I'm curious about, because you talked a little bit about marketing, and maybe we can wrap on this with like, with marketing and your referrals that you said that you're doing, uh, I guess the paid package on, or like the sponsored package on Wedding Wire, um, 
what what does that entail? It's it's been a while since I've been on Wedding Wire and, and yeah. So the yearly package that I got is like two hundred dollars a month, and you're featured on Wedding Wire and the Knot in the geographical location that you operate in. So right now I'm on there as being in Richmond mm-hmm. and. So when a client goes onto one of those sites and they search any type of vendor that they want for their wedding, then it'll pull up a list of vendors that are registered on that site for that area. So when someone searches wedding photographer in Richmond, I come up, but the way that it's organized um, is the higher paying ads so if if i were to pay i don't know i don't remember what their highest Mm -hmm. but you pay more money to get your name at the top like you would expect so um the top five are like the more expensive ones the ones that pop up first and then so mine isn't any of those it's just one that's listed like after all of those um so uh, like there's no way to like kind of track like how people end up seeing me on there or any like stats like other than how many interests I get through the website like it it's just and usually when I get like I get quite a few inquiries through that platform but none of them really like come back after I tell them my information on pricing um and other just like things i've heard about that platform is most of the time people who are on wedding wire they're not they're they do have more of a budgeted wedding so they're not really looking for like something that fits their taste as much as something that fits their budget um which is something that i i want to like eventually move away from because i want to have a brand that is more about the aesthetic than the the pricing of some someone who's like looking to budget on their photography is like not really what I'm interested in doing. Okay, so you're kind of top. You're saying you're like top six. Let's call it top. You know, you're still on the first page of Wedding Wire, the, the first page results, but you're not the premium top slot on that okay um and you said that a lot of leads come from uh wedding wire and you're able to kind of track that or you're i mean how are you tracking that you're saying like uh just like in conversation they're saying like oh we found you through wedding wire or there's there's an option to say like how did you find me or uh or you're like tracking it through like you know website data yeah no there as far as i'm aware like there's no way to track like if they unless I ask them, but um there's nothing on there that's like, oh, I saw you on Instagram. I saw you through like someone else I follow and they posted pictures and like you were tagged or I saw your website. Like there's there's none of that. I only know that they found me through Wedding Wire because I'm receiving an email from them from Wedding Wire. Okay. Um, so the, the process or the, I guess the ideal process is they go from, you know, perfect case scenario for wedding wires. They find your, 
they Google or not Google, you know, they search Richmond wedding, wedding photographer. They find Courtney, they click on her and then they go to contact. Now that takes her, that takes the, the bride to your web page or that takes you to your contact page or they can contact you directly from wedding wire. Yeah. My ideal situation is that they would search wedding photographer in Virginia or specific city in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my website or my Instagram would pop up. Um, I would rather the wedding wire just like be nixed. Okay. You don't, you have your contact info listed on wedding wire. They can, they can skip your website entirely and talk to you or they have to go to your website. Uh, they can skip my website entirely. Okay. And then on the wedding wire profile, you know, I, I know you got a year left on it. So it's like, you know, you might as well use it while you got it. Um, you are, you know, now we're thinking about like, how do we filter out? How do we, you've got the spot, you got the top five, top six spot on the listing. Now, how do you filter out these budget clients that are just price shopping? Um, I know wedding wire has some features on there where, you know, but like, I don't think that the triple dollar sign or the double dollar sign does it justice. Are you able to, um, on the wedding wire profile, are you listing out your budget, listing out your, um, uh, some, some, you know, you know what I mean? Somehow like filtering it out so that when they go to your profile, they go, they're not just, uh, blindly just saying, can you send me your rates? Can you send me your rates? Can you send Cause I'm sure you get those messages all the time. Yeah. Those are the only ones I really get from wedding wire. <laughs> So are you? Uh, so do you have it listed anywhere? Or are, are your prices listed on Wedding Wire? Uh, yeah, they are. Okay. So it's like, yeah, that's what um, I've always been confused by that. It's like, um, but I guess they just want to talk to you anyway. Um, and I mean, is there a way to make that more featured or to say, uh, or I maybe ask like, how are you phrasing it or how are you wording it on Wedding Wire? Right. I'm pretty sure, like, honestly, I need to look at that more, but, um, right now I just have it listed out like as packages, kind of like I did in my email. Um, but I don't know if there's a way that I could make that like the first thing they see or make it more obvious. Okay. That makes sense. All right. And then let's switch over to, uh, so we got the wedding wire and let's switch over to Instagram. Tell me about tell me about Instagram. Tell me about how that's performing. Uh, what you'd like to get out of that, and then kind of um, maybe figuring out, or, or then you know, and then talk about the results you've seen from it so far. Yeah. So after switching my Instagram over to being like only having um, wedding photos on it, so it's it's like there's some stuff that's just like me as a person so people know who I am but most all the pictures I post besides that are all like my actual work um and I did that in two months ago like I switched it over from purely just like a personal account to a business account and that's been going really well just getting like positive feedback and like interaction um so I've enjoyed doing that, and I've seen positive things come from it. 
Okay. Tell me about that. Tell me about the, some leads or clients coming in from Instagram. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I've gotten any clients like from Instagram specifically, but the pictures that I've posted on Instagram, um, just have like the interaction has increased and I've gotten more followers that are interested in my actual like wedding work I'm assuming because I don't know them and they usually come in like after I take photos of someone and they share them then I get followers who like have a mutual friend of that person and then on your Instagram you have a way yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just taking notes. Um, so with the, you're not exactly sure if clients are coming in or, or leads are coming in from Instagram, but you are sort of seeing, you're saying you're kind of seeing like this referral uh, network sort of happen. Like you tag a bride in a photo and then she shares that with her friends and then your, and then her friends become your friends or they come into your network somehow. Yes, yes, okay. that's what I'm. Okay. Um, that, I mean, that was, that was going to be the next thing I ask about is, you know, when we're starting out so early in our wedding photography careers that um, really a referral sources are, are like the most effective thing that we can do. So like with those, um, with the, you know, with the weddings uh, that you've done this year so far, you know, you said you've shot two and you've got one in September Um Tell me about the, those referrals, how you're kind of nurturing those, how, you know, some positives and negatives you've seen of like trying to, uh, I guess, you know, nurture that relationship. And uh, are you are you encouraging brides to share your work? Or are you just making it sort of a natural relationship? Um, give, me, give me a little insight in, into that. Yeah, so usually I'll ask them if like they mind if I share my Instagram account. Um, like that I've taken of them just to like make sure that they're totally fine with that, um, and they always say yes. So um, I do that, and then I ask them if they post anything to tag me. And really, that's all I do. I don't really do anything else. Okay, and then the uh, are you also tagging like the wedding venues that you're at, and maybe uh, trying to connect with the the wedding planners? Uh, that that were there with the bride? Yeah, so if I post anything um, that has either like florals or um, like specific wedding dress or other item that I could tag in it, then I will go ahead and tag those. Um, and then I also tag the like type of preset that I always use and accounts that are just like general like wedding or couple photography accounts that are just compiled by um they're they just like grab a whole bunch of different photographers photos and put them on there um so i'll tag some of those once the wedding wire thing has expired is instagram kind of the the next main thing or or over the next year you're kind of making instagram the next main thing kind of like uh, lead generation and kind of sort of, you know, you know, the sales funnel, putting people kind of at the top of that funnel and, uh, Instagram is the place where you kind of attract attention and then kind of drive people to 
your site or drive people to your contact form. Is that, is that the idea? Yes. For, for me, I think that that has been the idea. Um, and even right now I would say that's the idea. Um, cause I'm kind of just trying to act like I, the wedding wire thing is already done. So <laughs> I'm trying to set things up for what it, what I want to do without that. So right now I put my energy into Instagram. Okay. Tell me about, uh, the Instagram strategy so far right now with, uh, you know, with posting content, types of content. Um, uh, give me the kind of the lowdown of Instagram. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I have a feed planner app. So I'll make sure that I like the way that my feed is looking and alternate between like detail shots, portraits, or like full body shots, just kind of like to lay out the feed. So it's collectively it like looks nice and is easy to look at and interesting. And there's like some type of like pattern to the way I'm posting because it just, it, it looks better to someone's eyes. But um, besides that, I, like I said, I'll, I'll tag what I listed already. And um, I've been picking from a lot of the weddings that I, or couple sessions that I've done in the past. So the ones that I just did this year or this past like month have been nice to have like new content. At least to me, it feels new to other people. I don't think they could really tell that it wasn't new. Um, but I'll, I'll try to post at least once a day. I was trying to see if posting three times a day would make any type of difference. So I would do like one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one at night. And then, um, I didn't see any, like I stopped doing that for a while and just did like posted one photo like every day. And I didn't see any like decline or change, but I also, maybe I didn't do it for long enough to really be able to see that. So I try to post once a day, at least, um, on, my feed and then on my stories as well. Like I don't like that nothing to be on there for a whole 24 hours. Um, but I've been trying to make my stories look more thought out as well, just with having, um, content that looks more intentionally produced, like not just something that I take on my phone, but is actual like photos that I've taken on my camera or from that. It's just like another area where I can get my work in front of people, um, for free. So I've been trying to like harness that more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't do anything other than that. And I, would like to be able to like learn a little bit more about that because I, I think that that is where most of my leads will be coming from. If not word of mouth. That's probably the place they'll be doing shot the most shopping around where they're kind of comparing and looking, looking at, looking at your work. Um, with, uh, it, with the, the Instagram stories that you're talking about kind of making it a little bit more polished is that, Right now, are you just sharing the post or are you just, I don't want to get too tactical, but like you're just kind of, sh- you know, you're taking the Instagram feed post and you're just sharing it to stories, right? 
Um, so I'll make like on the over app or in InDesign or something, I'll just make mm. like a quick like template where I just put like three different on it or make like a little like collage type thing and then put that on my story. Um, but I'll share, I'll share other posts on my story if someone, if, if someone posts a photo that I took and tags me in it, then I'll, I'll share that on my story. Okay. No, everything you're saying, uh, makes sense so far on Instagram with, uh, you know, if you are now, I want to ask a little bit about Instagram ads, Instagram marketing. Is that, um, is that something you've considered? Is that something would, that would be next once the wedding wire faucet gets turned off? Yeah, I think that that would be great. I'm, I'm willing to try that. I would like to try that. Um, I've done some like just small marketing things that are like 10 bucks on Instagram before, um, just kind of to see what happens, but I've never like put a lot of money into that. The, yeah, the last question is kind of about the website. When you go from, you know, when they go from Instagram and they go into, to your website, like, uh, what are you kind of delivering at your website or, or what's kind of the hope that you'd like to kind of deliver to these sort of UVA bride type clients? my website I want them just to see more of my work and for the website to be branded to reflect the overall like look of my brand that I'm going for so down the road I would like to hire someone to kind of do more of a um, detail like make some graphics and do more of like um, some web design that um, I'll have like more room in the budget for down the road. But right now I just use Squarespace. So I love Squarespace just because it's easy for me to like design what I can through the templates there myself. Um, But in the future, I would like for kind of that whole thing to be more branded. Okay. And it, and you want the website just to act as a portfolio space? Do you want this to be a blog space or is, or is this, uh, are you trying to attract other wedding photographers to come check out your site? Like, what do you kind of see as an end goal with your, with your website? I think more so a portfolio space, like using it to blog sessions that I've done, but in an effort to share my work. So really as a portfolio to review, it's like, you're looking at a, you know, UVA bride wedding budgets are 20 to 30,000. These are women that are kind of age 22 to 25. So then, you know, I, I, I always like to start with an ideal client. Cause then you can kind of reverse engineer that and think about, okay, where are these people hanging out online? Um, are 22-year-olds still on Instagram? Are 22-year-olds somewhere else? Are, are they, uh, you know, what, where else could they could they be hanging out online? And like, or, or if you were to post an ad, would they even see it? Um, and then it's like, you know, your, your goal of $30,000, I think, is super doable with, uh, you know, if you're doing uh, $1,500 weddings, that's going to be, what is that? That's 20 weddings, so that could be, that's either 20 weekends or, or 15 weekends. You know, I don't know if you double book, uh, weddings on Saturday and Sunday or Friday, Saturday, but, um, but, you know, it's thinking, you know, the more, the, the higher you raise your price, the, 
I guess the more, I won't say, I can't think of a better word, legit you look, or it's, you know, there's kind of, there's like a, there's like a, there, I can't, there's not a, there's not an exact number, but there is that number that once you cross it, you start to look cheap. And then like, but when on the other side of that number, you start to look like, you know, I, I charge this much cause this is what I'm worth. Um, so, and then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, it sounds like you're starting to think about, I think, I think a PDF would be a great touch for the kind of presentation of, of your packages. Um, and, uh, just something that they can not necessarily print out, but something they can hold in their hand and not just over a verbal conversation or, or an email that this is something they can kind of, because, you know, it's never, it's never just the bride's decision. It's never just the groom's decision. Um, and sometimes it's never even just the wedding couple's decision. So it's kind of nice to have, like, have something they can hold on to and if they need to share it with somebody and kind of compare it, um, that's always nice. So, uh, well, cool, Courtney. All right. Anything else? I mean, any other questions before we take off? It's it's encouraging to hear like that. I could you think I since like you have much more experience in like this area than I do. So that that's good. Like, I don't know if you have any type of suggestion on how to raise my prices, like how to go about doing that or if I should just kind of like jump into it and just like the next person who asks about pricing like just say that my base price is like say the 2500 like as the lowest like is it just a good thing to just like start doing that or is there a better way to do it i say you just do it i mean it's i don't want to sound too like simplistic to say like it's just a confidence thing that if you just like feel like you just have to own it that that's your number that's if you're i charge you know i charge twenty five hundred dollars and that's it. You don't, you don't say anything else. There's no like having to make excuses or I used to charge 1500. It's just like, that's my number. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, like we get in our head sometimes or like we don't think our work is good enough or I don't know where it comes from, but it's just, um, and especially in Charlottesville, I mean, it, it like, come on, it's, it's UVA. It's, it's, uh, I won't, uh, you know, having gone to college in Harrisonburg, I won't, I won't trash, uh, UVA too much, but you know, they're richer kids. They can afford it. They, they've, they got rich daddies to help them pay for the photographer. They can scrounge together an extra thousand bucks from, you know, from your 1500 to 25. But, um, but no, it's, it's, uh, but the other, the other part about the pricing and sales conversation is it's hard to, I've, I said this before in a podcast, it's hard to, it's hard to practice it in front of the mirror. Like you just have to, you have to get in front of real clients and you have to sound stupid and you have to be okay sounding stupid and then okay sounding like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, because after what, after the third client or you'll be like, yep, I'm this number. This is my number. You know, and they go, how'd you get that number? Where's that number come from? And you say past experience or this is what it typically costs. This is what a typical you know, you don't even have to compare it to the area or like, this is what other people charge or this is what Charlottesville cost. It's like, no, just say the past experience. That's how much, that's how much my number is. So photographers, do you want to raise your prices, but don't know how ditch your pretty Pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money? Check the boxes where the answer is yes. Are you unsure how to get those high paying clients? 
Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you? Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, and I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing, we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? But I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250. Even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well, I can't jump too high. I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a no, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator. I've filmed over 200 I do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. I spent my first few years out of college in La La Land making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube, hoping something magical would happen, and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now backed into a dark corner, one that I'd never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheave my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I can get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options 
because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on their business and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve, and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves, and instead, get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business-savvy, highly-valued creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package I have built this Perfect Wedding Package to be a step-by-step -step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The Perfect Wedding Package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the Perfect Package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. You'll also receive the Perfect Wedding Package Template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self. A $500 value. Bonus number one, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, 
but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients, generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the 9 to 5 behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, $97 is one fiftieth of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money. Then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you will have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked, and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business, and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the perfect wedding package includes the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. Frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.